welcome to I Only Like Their Old Stuff, the podcast where we talk about current and not-so-current events and ask the question, what's the hype? I guess we answered that question, too. This is episode 108. I'm J-Ho, and with me, as always, is Groove. Good afternoon. Good. I guess by the time they're listening to this, we could say Happy Halloween. Yeah, we, let's hope so. It's <laughs> out on time. You never know. Um, yeah. Uh, I was going to start off strong, but I forgot what I was going to... Oh! Why don't you see me wagon wheel? Wagon wheel? <laughs> no, I got a better... I'll tell you what I was doing before we started recording. What's that? I've been eating, I've been eating. I woke up in the kitchen saying, "Why? how did this shit happen? What did you eat for lunch today? I ate right before we got on. I ate uh, just I, I I sometimes I go through my kitchen or our kitchen and pantry like uh, Godzilla going through Tokyo, <laughs> and I just eat just whatever is in arm's reach and just like shove it in my. So I just ate I ate string cheese. I ate some cashews. Uh, I had a protein shake, um, and some pretzels. That's not too far off. I had a sweet potato, some green beans, some cashews, and some beef jerky. Uh, th- yeah, that's pretty close. Hey, turn your will you turn your level down just a tad? Yeah. Getting you're hot. You got hot mic. Hot mic. I've been hot. I've been hot mic. Yeah, that's better. Um, yeah. So, been eating and ate a bunch of random stuff that none of it satisfied me. Well, speaking of satisfaction, I'm, I'm really curious about something that what? we haven't been able to check in on <clears throat> over this past week. And you, you've been in my thoughts, you know? Okay. You've been in my mind. I've been a little curious, you know, how this week has gone for you, considering that you're now enjoying the rich, full-bodied sound of vinyl. Uh, and I want to know, you know, whether or not you've scratched the record, how well you've taken care of it, what's going on there. Have you started buying more vinyl records? Have you started hanging out Groovis. at the local record shop? If this is your first episode or you're, you haven't ch- listened in a while, Groove is referring to the fact that I got the Modest, Modest Mouse album, The Lonesome Crowded West, on vinyl. And uh, he's been making fun of me ever since I ordered it, and it came in. Last you know, week. I'm not. I'm not making fun. I'm just curious to see if you know if, if your life has changed as much as those that return to vinyl claim it has. I will say that that album. I I only have a couple of albums on vinyl right now. The rest of mine are in storage. They're old shit. Of course, they're old shit. Although I don't like to get new vinyls because they don't sound as good as the old ones. Uh, right. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I will say that it sounds fucking awesome. Okay. It and I am very much of the mind of like not understanding what this whole vinyl craze is all about. Mm-hmm. That album in particular, I think because it was recorded in such a lo-fi way, sounds really good on the record player. So you're gonna go get songs in the key of life next? Uh what? <laughs> no. You got housekeeping? Um yeah, we got a number one fan this week, our, our boy Jay Souls. You check him out on Instagram at Jay Souls. Instagrammed a uh, picture of him listening to the show. I guess it's just the uh, it was the our artwork done by Clave, uh, where he obviously was listening to our podcast. 
So shout out to him for shouting us out. If you want to be number one fan, that's all it takes. <laughs> just, just take a screenshot, throw that shit up on Instagram. Don't even hashtag I love TOS. Yeah, the bar is set fairly low for that stuff. So, um, yeah. So hit us up, tag us in it. What are we? What are we on Instagram? We're not on Instagram. Oh, well, don't tag us then, I guess. Uh, you're on Instagram as Deadman PRD, and I'm on Instagram as Scooter Eater. So if you want to follow us, follow us there. Do it. Uh, number one hater this week. We didn't really have any new entries, but Kevin's steady still hating, so we'll just say by default he gets it again. Just will not let the thing go about Frank Ducks. Frank Ducks! Check out two episodes ago. Call back. Go watch Bloodsport, yeah. the documentary about Frank Dux's life. Yeah. Um, sorry about the audio quality the past two shows. We think it's better now, but it will be better next week again. Uh, even better next week. We're having some issues with the way we record. Sorry about that. And Groove, you still need to turn your mic down just a little bit. All right. You're still super hot. I'm sure it'll come out all shitty and you won't be when I go to finally do it. And then you'll yell at me. Um, yeah, so please check back with us. We're trying to make the, sh- the sound better. Um, yeah, so you ready to get into this groove? Let's do it. Get into the groove. <laughs> A new segment. That's what my wife says. Yeah, oh. <laughs> I'm not going to touch that. Um, That's also what she said. <laughs> We're on fire this week. <laughs> the topic this week, or a little mini topic, is uh, weddings. And the reason why is I thought to thinking about weddings because I've been to a couple this fall. A lot of people doing fall weddings. Yeah, it's it's really interesting, right? I mean, this season's summer, but I went to a wedding this fall. I didn't even go to a wedding this summer. Well, yeah, I did. <laughs> I went to one this summer. But, yeah, the fall wedding seems to be coming up. Yeah, uh, you know, it's nice weather. Summer is hot, and uh, fall is nice weather, so you know, October weddings. Been to some weddings, and the ones I've been to this year have been great. Really enjoyed myself. Um, but, you know, over the years I've been to a lot of weddings. The most recent wedding I went to was uh, our friend of the show and one of my oldest friends, P-Dog, uh, married his lovely bride, Brunel, this past weekend. How'd that go? It was great, man. I mean, Perry and I have known each other since high school, and it was just really cool. It was a very small wedding. They planned it very quickly. They had it at his aunt's house, which is like this 100-year-old house, and it was just really cool. Had it out in the yard. Simple, no fuss, but it came off really great. It was like one of the best weddings I've ever been to. Yeah, and as a wedding present, as I often do, I DJ'd their wedding. Which... Which what? I mean, I can just see that happening. Like, Perry, you know, this uh, this wedding means a lot to me, and I want to give you a really special wedding gift, and I've decided that I'm going to DJ your wedding. <laughs> I never approach it that way. People always come to me and it's like, hey, you think you might DJ my wedding? Perry <laughs> says, no, we, actually, you've already got a DJ. No, 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 no. No, I insist. I, insist. I just got this new vinyl. Modest Mouse. Yeah, I just played the vinyl Modest Mouse the whole time. Uh, 
No, I, I, I've DJed it, and I got to play. What was cool is, you know, I, I don't know Perry's wife that well, but I know Perry, and she likes a lot of the same music he does, so I got to play a lot of the, the songs that we listened to in high school, a lot of stuff that I wouldn't normally play at a wedding, like New Order and uh, some U2 and stuff like that. And so it was... I was about to say, just playing, it's just a really heavy fucking playlist of U2. It's, I mean, his wife is a huge U2 fan. Perry and I have gone to many U2 concerts together. Uh, we're New Order fans. I played some Boston. Well, time out, time out, time out. Before we go any further here, okay? Because we haven't discussed this, I've strategically uh, avoided this conversation with you. Uh, those that are new listeners, Joey is anti uh, Apple. Yeah. And, uh, however, very pro you too. Yes. I'm curious whether or not you took the time and resources to go out and purchase that album that nobody wanted forced onto their fucking iTunes. No, because I I don't know how to get it, and I don't care. And their last album I listened to once and deleted it because I did not want it corrupting my computer. (laughs) Uh, So how far have they fallen in your eyes? I mean, how do you reconcile what they're doing now? with uh, what this band used to be. In true, I only like their old stuff fashion, I have frozen them in 2001. That's where they <laughs> Is that a... What's that, what's that song where the music video is like the guy punting the football? Is that uh, a beautiful day? No, that's... Um, One moment in time? or <laughs> some Yeah, it's the ballad from that album. It's, it's from the All You Can't, All you, All you Can't Leave Behind album. And is that 2001? That's 2001. That's the last tolerable album by them. Um, the rest of it is just filler. But I will say that I've seen them live since then, and they're still spectacular live. It's an awesome show. So I've just resigned myself to the fact that I don't have to get their new albums. I can just go to their show. You know? I Play all the hits. I'll tweet during the songs that are shitty, and I don't know. And then I'll pay attention when the hits come back on. That sounds good. Okay. So that's that. Um, yeah, so whatever. I could care less about this new album. I think it's funny that people complained. But whatever. I guess I understand. People hate getting things for free. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, anyway, I would. Uh, if I got their last album for free, I would be pissed and want my money back. That's what I would so I understand it from that point of view. Anyway, back to P-Dog's wedding. So congrats to P-Dog and Brunel. And uh, it was an awesome wedding. Got to see some old friends. Got to see some of Perry's family that I hadn't seen in a long time. It was really fun. But it got me thinking about weddings. You know, just the fact that I've been to a couple weddings this fall. And so we, I said, let's talk about it. Let's get some of this stuff out there. So there's some funny observations and things that we have made over the years about weddings. And uh, Groove, you've actually, out of the two of us, you have gotten married. That is correct. So I, ha- I am currently married, which uh, came as a result of getting married. Yeah, and you, um, you, you, uh, so you have that frame of reference that I don't have, but I was in your wedding. I was your best man. Yeah. So I, I know how that is, I guess. I don't know. I know what it's like to be a best man. Um. But anyway, let's uh, let's get into this. You got any kind of things you want to start it off with, or you know, there's really only like there's like three things that I would say. <clears throat> yeah, I hadn't even thought about it from the from the perspective of like having gotten married. Yeah. Um, but I will say that something just came to my mind having gotten married is like 
when you're invited to a wedding, please pay attention to the invitation and the instructions because that's a, I, that's one of the things I do remember kind of kind of getting annoyed about about my own wedding was like because you're inviting people that you know yeah. you know like these are all people that you're friends with and your family and all that kind of stuff and so it's almost as if like half the people took it for granted that they didn't need to pay attention to anything they could just text me or call me so like the whole week running up to it it was like my phone was blowing up off the hook because all these people you know oh i you know i didn't rsvp i just assume i'm coming you know or what time's a wedding where's it at it's like well i that's what the invitation's all about right yeah i can see where that'd be annoying the good thing about this day and age and like with p-dog's wedding is i was able to rsvp online so it took out another step Ooh. So I just RSVP'd online immediately. There was no sitting around staring at that envelope forever. <laughs> Thinking about when you're going to take it out to the mailbox? Because it's got a deadline on it, but you can't put the thing in the mail on the deadline. You need to, like, put it in ahead of time, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that. But, you know, the I, I'm a pretty seasoned wedding attender you know by the time you get to be our age you you know most everybody that's going to be getting married in in the general generic timeline has done it so you you know you've been to over you know 15 20 weddings whatever and uh that's offensive (laughs) i don't mean it like i just mean that you know whatever yep everybody's done it but me <laughs> um, my, well, I have a further layer of perspective on this because I've been DJing weddings for a while now. Yeah. And I stepped that up. I've been doing a lot of that this year in particular. Right. So I've gotten to witness weddings that I had no part of other than being the entertainment. Right. And that adds a whole nother sort of layer to things. Uh-huh. Um, and I feel like weddings have changed a lot. Uh, especially in these days and times, uh, Pinterest has impacted a lot for better or worse. And uh, there's a lot of other things. Uh, one thing I noticed is that uh, everybody's a photographer now. Oh, yeah. Every person has access to high-level camera equipment. And everyone is used to taking pictures with their phones, with their nice cameras. Um, it, you know, it's the sort of democratization of photography or something. And everybody considers themselves a photographer. And I say that as someone who takes a lot of pictures. Like, I don't really consider myself a photographer, but for work, for my job, for what I do, I have to take photos. I've always taken photos. I've been into photography. But when I go to a wedding, I don't really see the point of me taking as many photos as the wedding photographer does. It's true. Yet there are people that do that. And I watch them at the weddings. And I watch them get in the way of the wedding photographer. I've watched people push the wedding photographer out of the way to get their shot. What are these people doing with these photos of other people's weddings? That they're never going to look at again. That they're never, the, the bride and groom aren't going to look at their own wedding pictures. It's true. Ever. How many times do you pull the old wedding album out, Groove, and look at I, it? I, I pulled it out twice. Right. And, and in five I years. Feel like how, I feel like I'm in the 99th percentile of like most often looking at wedding pictures. Right. You probably have. So... <laughs> Why are you taking, I can understand you take one picture to throw it up on your Instagram to be like, I was at so-and-so's wedding, whatever. But like, these people that are just documenting every second. Filming it. The whole internet is going to be filled up. All the storage space on the internet is going to be filled up with shitty wedding pictures. (laughs) 
Just hip schematic wedding pictures. When you've got you've got a photographer there that's going to take good photos, and it's not like you're not going to be able to see him if you want to see him. I'm sure if you ask the couple, hey, I want to see your wedding photos, they're going to be like, yeah, sure, we don't want to look at them. So, well, I mean, most of the time, you know, like uh, I, I actually just went to a wedding in October, right? Yep. And, uh, and I didn't take too many pictures. I took maybe, I don't know, seven or eight because I made a deliberate choice. I was like, you know what? I'm going to enjoy myself here. Like I'm not going to spend the whole time behind the screen of my camera, you know? And, uh, and the thing that's, you know, happening these days is that the wedding photographers, they all have their own websites, right? And they, as they're editing the pictures, they take a few select shots that they've edited and they put it up on, on their blog. You know, this is the blog of so-and-so's wedding. And then those people who got married then share it on Facebook. So right. it's like, I'm going to, I'm going to see the coolest pictures anyway. I don't need to take them all myself. Yeah. You're going to get bombarded with them over social media. So whatever. I mean, I understand, but it is that point of like, why are you even here? Like you're just here looking at things from behind a camera lens and you're not getting paid for it and just enjoy the moment. And that's what I've tried to do. You know, there were moments at Perry's wedding where I was like, I really would like to picture this, but I'm not going to because the photographer's right there. I'm sure he's going to get it. You know what I mean? It's true, but it's kind of comes from this larger thing. And I don't, I'm not trying to get deep here. Okay. Oh boy. Fuck it. We ain't right. trying to get deep. Yeah. But it's almost as if like these days, if you didn't take a picture of it, it really genuinely didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. And it's nice. It's nice to step back and just kind of experience things sometimes. I mean, I forgot how to do it. It's, yeah. it's cool though. When you do it. Speaking of hipster shit, I have this instant camera now and you've been around it you saw it (laughs) i have i have but it's fun is it not yeah hell yeah it's fun because you get to see the picture immediately it's a little like it does like the polaroid thing it's by fuji but you take it immediately and it also the pictures are expensive enough where you just don't take a bunch of pictures you just take a couple they're fun and you go holy shit this is what a real photograph looks like well, this is cutting into some of my some of my questions. Okay. Um, I just unearthed the pictures that we took in Wilmington. Oh, is that the uh, so you have some of those instant photos? I have like three or four of them. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's a, it's a moment in time, and and since it's not a regular picture, you're like, oh, this is, you know, you, you kind of hold on to it a little bit better. Yeah. You got something tangible you can look at and not just hide on a hard drive or whatever or on your Facebook page. Yeah. So there's that. Um, the other <clears throat> thing that I really like can't stand about weddings is uh, the whole way that uh, eating is handled. Well, this is one of my things. It, right? Would you want to go into it first so I don't step on your shit? All I'm thinking is just if you're looking to get married, if you're planning on getting married, or if you're not married yet, and even if you're 12 years old, remember this. Do not integrate reception tables. No one's there to make new friends. And, you know, even, don't even have tables. You're saying don't put people who don't know each other with at the same table together? Exactly. Don't put. Don't try to mix bride and groom sides. Oh, you know, we're all family now. It's all, no, no. I don't want to spend an hour and 45 minutes sitting at this table trying to come up with stuff to talk about with people that I'm not going to see again, likely, like, forever. Yeah, that's the worst. Coming up with that small talk <laughs> at weddings is the worst. The absolute worst. I agree. That's, so, for me, that's that eating thing. And, and then... 
I guess what goes on top of it, but you know, I mean, the more traditional wedding, the more likely it is to happen where like everybody's sitting down, everybody's eating, you're already sitting there with a bunch of people you don't know, so you're making conversation with the person you came with if you're lucky enough to have brought somebody, right? Right. And then the the toasts, the oh, speeches. Oh yeah. Why? And, well. Go ahead. Before we get on the toast, that's another good topic. Let's go back to the food thing. Yeah. Harry's wedding was great because everybody just, it was a small wedding and everybody just went and got their food, sat down and ate. You could sit wherever you wanted to. You sat with the people you wanted to. It was all great. I understand at larger weddings, it's harder to do that. But the thing that really irritates me and the worst is, see, I tell, I tell couples this all the time. They're freaking out about their wedding. When I consult with them about the DJing stuff, I'm like, really? The only thing people worry about is that your ceremony isn't too long and that they got something to eat. All right. Yeah, I, I, I like this turn that we just took here, where Joey Hall is. is I'm giving you advice on your wedding. Marriage counselor 2.0. I'm just telling you how to make people happy because people don't give a shit what the centerpiece looks like. They don't care what colors were in the wedding. They don't care about any of that. They care about <laughs> you wasting their time, and they care about that they're gonna get something to eat, right? Am I... You're right. You're 100% right. Especially if you're not there. If you're there as a date of someone, yeah, yeah. And you have no direct connection to the, the couple getting married, you just want to eat because you're like, that's all I'm getting out of this, right? Uh-huh. uh-huh. The most maddening thing is the tap. we're going to tap your table to go get your food. <laughs> that is the worst. I The only thing I can equate it to is when you're at a restaurant and you see the waiter coming towards your table with that that food that you ordered and they walk right past your table because somebody at the next table over ordered it before you. Is there a worse feeling? Oh, it's the worst. When you're super hungry? I'm, I mean, I'm sure like, yeah, the death of a loved one maybe right. trumps it. But it's in the top five of like worst things that could ever happen to you. And this is just that continuously over and over. When people, when they have to do the tap, and for those of you who don't know, the tap, tap to have your table go is where there's a buffet line, but you, your table doesn't get to go until a waiter comes over and says, okay, now your table gets to go through the line. And, and usually, right, like, well, invariably, when that's happening, you're at the last table to go. Oh, of course. Yeah, every time I'm at the last table. So I'm just sitting there watching other people, just salivating, watching other people. They're almost done with their meal by the time I go through the line. And I'm just watching them eat. And it's this weird torture thing. <laughs> it's, it's true. Just miserable. Um, you know, the, the, a, a recent trend that I've noticed, though, in, in a lot of weddings I've been going to, and this was this was our wedding as well, is having different stations. Okay. Yeah. Like wedding I went to uh, just back in October, we were in a tent. Yeah. And the in each of the four corners of the tent yeah. were four different buffet lines with different types of food. Yeah. It was pretty sweet. Um, of, but even with that, that doesn't come without its own problems, right? Because this happened, this happened, the wedding I went to this summer, the same thing, right? Big tent, about four or five different stations, but there's always the one station that everybody knows they want to go to. Yeah. <laughs> so there's still to equal the stations. You want them it's, equalized. It's the, uh, it's that prime rib station. Everybody wants to go. To that oh one. yeah. Well, that, that brings up, <laughs> I remember when our friend Josh's wedding, which we were both in, um, I don't know if you remember at that wedding, they had really good food at that wedding. Yeah, yes. They had crab legs as big as my arm. Yeah. Never <laughs> seen crab legs that big. They had a pr- it was like baseball bat crab legs. Yeah, they had a prime rib station. 
Yep. And I love some prime rib, man. I love some prime rib. I didn't get any of the prime rib at that wedding. And the reason why is because I was in the wedding party, and it was this weird thing where every time I tried to wander off to the prime rib station, <laughs> I would get herded back to the dance floor because there was some other obligation that I had to take care of. There was an introduction. We had to dance with our, our respective bridesmaids. Do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> and I was just, just watching all the prime rib get eaten up, eaten up you know? Because <laughs> there's a reasonable amount of prime rib, but people, everyone wanted it. Thirsty for it, and so I'm just watching people eating these baseball-sized crab legs, just in, just mocking me with them in front of, just watching it, just just throwing throwing away half-eaten crabs legs. Well, there's millions of them. It's as if I was on the other side of a window watching people have a party. It was it was Christmas Eve, and there was frost on the window. Yeah, exactly. Tiny Tim, I just kept, I kept literally trying to wander away. Just like I could just eat a little prime rib and I'll come back and do all this stuff that we've got to do. I understand we got to do this, but then they would just hurt us back in the middle. And in true wedding fashion, nothing ever runs on time, right? It's no, it's no diss to anyone. It's just nothing ever runs on time. So it was just like constantly getting pushed back to the dance floor. <laughs> and when we had plenty of time to eat prime rib. <laughs> could have eaten prime rib and done what they could have introduced me and I could have been I could have set the plate down waved it everybody sat back down and ate more prime rib but it's true hmm. <coughs> speaking of being in a wedding yeah and this isn't something big that needs to be because all weddings are essentially the same right but why is it that every single time you go through a rehearsal on the day before, you leave more confused than it's as if, like I know how a wedding works, right? The groomsmen walk up, they usher in the the mothers or grandmothers or whatever, sit people down, they go back at the groom, they walk out, they stand in a line, then the bridesmaids come out and the bride comes out, right? Yep. But every single time I've been through a rehearsal, it's been some you know some person <laughs> talking through it all, and then I leave more confused than when I started, as if I had never been to a wedding before. That's a great point, because the rehearsals are always worthless. They're always fucking worthless. I say this all the time, too, and you and I have experienced some of the same rehearsals together. That's the thing. So we have the same frame of reference on that. The weird thing is, in general, yes, you know how a wedding works. People walk up to the front, you stand, then everybody leaves, right? Right. But the specifics of that change from wedding to wedding. Sure. Because I need to know, I need you to tell me where, what my mark is I need to hit, <laughs> what my signal is for when I'm going to start walking down the aisle, all this stuff. I need to know that because it's going to vary each time. But it seems like every time I go to a rehearsal, we get there and the wedding planner's like, well, we're not actually going to walk through it, but people are going to come in here and you're going to walk down to the front and you're going to stand next to each other at the front and you're going to do something with your hands. You're going to do something with your hands. Specifically, I've had do something with your hands. Okay. You're going to make these five shadow puppets in chronological order. If it, it would be better if it was specific like that, but it's just like do something with your hands. Well, there's a lot of inappropriate stuff I could do with my hands, so maybe we shouldn't just say do something something with your hands is it jazz hands are we are jazz hands out this year yeah and even believe it or not even more offensive stuff than jazz hands i know how to do some other stuff Uh, (laughs) but yeah it's like walk down the front we're gonna do this the wedding's gonna happen everybody walks out all right let's go eat and i'm like why were we here i understand on top of that though it's always the, the part of the problem of being a groomsman in a wedding is that all of a sudden 
guilt by hundreds of years of association, right? Where everybody's so concerned about the groomsmen. They don't get too drunk. Don't be loud. Don't be obnoxious. Be at the rehearsal on time. Be at the rehearsal on time. Be at the rehearsal on time. Yes. And we get to the rehearsal on time, and what happens? The bridesmaids are late. They're, they're late every time. Categorically, every time. We're there early, and the bridesmaids are late every time. Every, every time. time. Every single one I've ever been in. So it's like... All that rigmarole, and you get there, and basically the wedding planner says, there's going to be a wedding tomorrow. Let's go eat. <laughs> and you're right. You feel more confused than when you started out the whole process. Which brings us to the end of uh, either and rehearsal dinners and receptions, right? Which is when speeches happen. Yeah, so go into your toast thing. Let me hit well, with your the, toast opinions. The second thing I want to really strongly recommend okay. more than anything else, if you're having a wedding, please, for the love of God, do not ask everyone to give a speech. Right. Because not only do half the people not want to speak in public to start with, right? And I'm being real conservative with yes. that, right? But nobody knows when it's... <clears throat> So you get somebody standing up there with a microphone, looking around the crowd, waiting, and it just becomes more and more awkward. Every second becomes a minute. Every minute becomes an eternity, right? Right. And by the third time, you've, you've said everything. Right. right. I mean, the third person to speak has finally said everything. There's nothing more to say. We can't get any more beautiful quotes about love. We certainly can't get any better impromptu stories about, oh, this guy when he was 17 years old, right? Oh, I remember when we went down to Tijuana. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, it just gets long in the teeth. Yeah, limit, limit your speeches. Tell your, tell your speech givers what your expectations are. Just tell them, hey, let's keep it short. Keep it short. Make it straight. And it is, I'm going to tell you, as someone, like, it is hard to write a good wedding speech. The thing is, don't overthink it. Some people overthink it, and that's when you get the, I don't know. Maybe I'm just too critical, but. Oh, it's true, because I'll tell you this, right? So, as has been mentioned, right, you were the best man at my wedding, right? Right. I remember you gave a speech. I remember the speech was really touching, really moving. Right, and everybody really liked it. it. It touched my heart, but can I repeat it word for word? No. Yeah. And and does that mean I wasn't paying attention? No, I was paying attention. I was paying, but mainly paying attention. <laughs> yeah, as much as you can. Short but sweet. Had some touching moments. A little bit of humor. Boom, we're done. If it can't fit on two pages of paper, it's probably too long. Right, because once again, you're getting in the way of people eating and drinking. <laughs> it's true. You're like, come on, we're ready to get some cake. It's, it's time to get some cake. It's time to get some cake. Let's wrap this up. It's not a stand-up show. <laughs> There's no encore. Yeah, thank God. Um, yeah, so there you go. Um, and, you know, in the end, weddings happen. People freak out about them. They happen. Everything works out. Go about your merry business, right? Uh, the best piece of advice I got was focus on having a good marriage, not a good wedding. Oh, man, this has been IOLTOS's Guide to Getting Married, <laughs> a five-part series. Uh, yeah, you got any funny wedding stories you want to tell, Grave, at all? Uh, no, no, I don't think so, because the thing is, every wedding I've been to, I feel like people listen to this show. Okay. Well, <laughs> I have one that I don't think is too incriminating. 
Me and my best friends from me and one of my best friends from high school, Ben, went to our other best friend from high school, uh, one of our other best friends from high school's wedding a couple years back. Got married in Las Vegas because uh, his family's the families went to Vegas as a vacation thing a lot. They were in Arizona. They live in Arizona, so they're not far away. Right. All right. That makes it. We've gone from strike one to ball. Right. It's not like they got drunk and ran off to Vegas to get married. It was a planned thing. It was fun. I'd never been to Vegas before. Had a blast. It was great. The brother of the groom was the best man. Okay. You with me? Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, The brother of the groom had a giant, bright, candy apple red mohawk. (laughs) Now, this was discussed before the wedding. And it was agreed upon that this mohawk would exist and that he would not be shaving this mohawk for this wedding, right? Okay. So it was agreed upon. Now, things changed a little bit when the mohawk arrived. The father of the bride was perhaps understandably so concerned. Right. Uh, he was upset. He, he wanted to make sure that, you know, there was, there was, a, there was an argument over this red mohawk. So the solution to the problem that was devised oh God. was that the best man would wear what I would describe as a wig. <laughs> I won't say a hairpiece. I would say it was a wig. So Ben and I, and of course Ben and I, you know, as, as your high school friends and you do, we think certain things are funny, right? Showing up, rolling up into a wedding and seeing some dude with a wig on. I just turned to Ben and said, that man's wearing a wig. (laughs) It is more distracting than the red mohawk. He's wearing a wig. So we stifled laughter the whole time because obviously we're not going to laugh because it was a very nice ceremony. Everything was cool. Mm -hmm. And probably in general, people, well, there's no way no one knew that was a wig. They they knew it was a wig because it was a wig with a capital W, wig. And uh, we called that Wiggate 2008. Don't refer to it. That. Was it curling? It was no straight, but it was like two pace style, but it was like kind of long and shaggy. Yeah. But it was like, I mean, it was it was purchased with not a lot of time to go wig shopping. In Vegas. Right. Was it brought with the person to Vegas? <laughs> I'm just wondering, you know, what kind of wig shop they got in Vegas. I mean, I, if you if you're gonna go somewhere and have to buy a wig, Vegas is probably a good place to be. Is there a Trump Casino in Vegas? Uh, I think all those are in New Jersey, Atlantic City. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, but yeah, wig. <laughs> that man's wearing a wig. So, what's your hype this week? My hype is uh, at P Dog's wedding. Yeah. Uh, P dog oh, and I. One, one last thing. Yeah. If you're having a southern wedding, it is not required to play wagon wheel. Oh yeah. I'm just. I mean, you, you don't you, have to play. And wagon if you wheel. want, you got to live with the consequences. Okay. Yeah, that's good. That's another good piece of advice. Don't feel like you have to play wagon wheel. You don't have to. No. You can. I mean, you have to play the cha-cha slide, but. You don't have to play wagon wheel. Yeah. Cha-cha slide and the wobble's getting up there too, man. 
It's getting up there, but it's hard to beat the cha-cha slide. Talk about bring everyone to the dance floor. Just, people love the cha-cha. Everybody clap your hands. <laughs> love that part. Super excited as that part. Um, yeah, so my hype was that P-Dog's wedding afterwards, uh, kind of after the reception, we were all still hanging out for a while, and I got to do something I hadn't done in a long time. P-Dog plays the piano, mm-hmm. and he's very much like... Uh, just a savant at it like he can listen to any song and play it right and when we were in high school that was one of the things we did was just sit around i'd just sit around and listen to him play piano and i could listen to him play piano for hours he'd play like all kind of songs hit songs and stuff like that and I just got to sit down and listen to him play piano and his wife was there and a lot of our friends were there from back in the day it was just really awesome made me wish that i could play an instrument like that it was basically p-dog holding court <laughs> you know it's true that's it's, it's good awesome. yeah it's fun so that's my hype uh my hype well we're recording this on thursday right the thursday before halloween yeah my wife's birthday is the day before halloween so it's like for one it's pretty hype because it's her birthday right yeah. and then the next day is halloween and I don't know. I mean, I have a feeling I know how you're going to react to this, but I've decided to take this take this new approach to what I saw for the first time two nights ago, which was uh, kind of like a thinly veiled Christmas commercial. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The pre-Christmas commercial. I know. What, I think I know the one you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, it was a Best Buy commercial, right? Yep. I know that. That was it. Exactly. Yes. And, I and it was. It wasn't directly about Christmas, but they had some Christmas trees in the background, and they had a little bit of snow and a little bit of like jingle bells. You know, yeah, like the jingle bells scene. weren't playing jingle bell song, but they were just kind of background noise. It and was sleigh bell shaking. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, sleigh bell shaking. And I thought to myself in the beginning. Like, I got goosebumps. I was like, oh, shit, I forgot about Christmas. That's hype. And I was like, oh, it's too early. Halloween ain't even happened yet. And then I was like, man, I'm kind of in the mood for Christmas. This is kind of cool. See, I see, I took the other, I saw it, and I was like, wait a second here. I know what you're trying to do. It's like that Onion article that came out soon that said people complaining about uh, about advertisements for Christmas going up too early are starting too early this year. <laughs> <laughs> people are complaining about the, uh yeah uh, that's funny that, that we noticed the same thing <clears throat> i was thinking i'm gonna lean into it though oh, like, yeah. it, bring it on let's let's do this holiday stuff <laughs> is that your costume for halloween is santa claus <laughs> well, my costume for halloween will be a drunk uncle <laughs> yeah. nice no probably not i don't know by the way, have you been keeping up with Saturday Night Live? Uh, I have not watched any of this season. Okay. Yeah. But I, 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 I intend to. Well, that might be you're not the hype. Oh, really? Is it just not good? I mean, I, I, I maintain the opinion that every season of Saturday Night Live has averaged two strong sketches per episode. And when people will go and they say, oh, it's not what it used to be, it's because all they're doing is remembering the strong sketches, but they don't remember all the, you know, pretty good sketches, right? And so this season, you know, has been like most others, maybe a little bit weaker, right? Maybe one and a half strong sketches per episode, maybe a couple of weekend updated stuff that's not as good or whatever, right? But... It's as good as it ever has been, which is to say, you know, if you're 
trying to binge watch on it, you might kind of be disappointed, right? right? But if you watch it once a week, then, you know, for me, it's Sunday morning. I watch it on Sunday morning yeah. drinking coffee, and I really enjoy two sketches every week. That's a good way to look at it. For me, it's like I think the overall talent level of the cast fluctuates a lot. Yeah, sure. And, uh, you know, it's, it is hard. That's another thing that factors in. It's, it's, it's hard to go from the Will Ferrell, Chris Parnell, like all these really solid people seasons to a dip where all those people leave at once and a lot of the really talented people have left over the past two seasons yeah now and so it's like i think it's it's in a it's in a lull but it, it always comes back they got a new guy this new kid he's like 20 years old yeah he's gonna be lights out yeah yeah he's good to start with what's his name i don't remember his oh, name well it obviously made a big impression on you well, I mean, what do I need to know his name for? I don't know. Maybe so you can shout him out on your podcast. Maybe we could have got him as a guest. Not now. That's <laughs> true. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, What's not the hype? Not the hype is uh, my cell phone be screwing up, and that's a horrible feeling. That's awful. I've had it for two years, and it's time to get a new one, but I'm not really at the point where I want because I want to get that new new phone, right? Uh-huh. And so I, I don't want to drop that cash right now on it. But I'm at the last legs of this other phone, so it's a lot of like waiting around for things to load up and stuff. And when your new new comes out, it's out. I want to get that Galaxy Note. Okay. That big phone. I mean, I ain't paying attention to anything other than you know the fucking cult that I've been brainwashed into. Yeah, we don't need to get into all that. We don't need to get into it. Like whatever. Like I'm not trying to defend it. Easy. I'm just saying that I don't I don't follow the latest models of other brands. Man, just you people are so just sensitive. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not being sensitive. What's what's, what's your not the hype? <laughs> Fucking uh, that. Nah, moving. Yeah. Because here's the thing, right? Like, okay, everybody complains about moving and it sucks, but then there comes this point where like you're not really allowed to complain about it anymore. But it still sucks. Yeah. Like yesterday, so I packed up the stuff in London on July 12th. It shipped out on July 13th. I got it yesterday. Yeah. And so now, like, I've moved here. I've unpacked everything that we brought up that we had in storage. But now, all of a sudden, I got 25 boxes I got to unpack still. Yeah, (laughs) moving part two. Where's the room? There's no more room to put anything. Yeah, you've already divvied up all your space. Yeah. So, I mean, moving sucks. I don't wish it on anybody. I have a feeling like I kind of want to just stay here forever. Just... <laughs> yeah. There is something to be said for just never moving again. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you got any hype still out? Uh, yeah, my hype's still out. Tomorrow's Halloween, and I love Halloween. Right. Or actually, when people are listening to this, this is going up on Halloween. Yeah. Happy Halloween, OLTOS listeners. I am. It looks like I'm going to be DJing for nine hours almost straight tomorrow. Is there some sort of Halloween fun run? No. I, w- I wish it was something like that. Um, I am going to be DJing. I just picked up a private party. Mm-hmm. from 5 to 10 and they were doing a party at the uh, the club that the guy that I do work with uh, DJ work with famous Jason that's right uh, we're we're playing we're doing a party at the club that we play out a lot and that's from 10 to 2 
Is he actually going to be there this time? He is. He's making a special appearance. So that, that won't be that bad when I'm at that because I'll be able to trade off with him. But still, nine hours of DJing sounds like it shouldn't be that hard. But mentally, you just, after about two and a half hours, my brain is just mush. One hour of DJing sounds awful. It, it, it's hard because it is this constant, for me, it's this constant anxiety of like, I feel like I'm going to run out of songs. Yeah. Even though I'm not because there's... Oh. Right, because you've got that ace in the hole. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> when in doubt. In fact, every every other hour, you should just put on Lonesome Crowd of West on vinyl. Right, yeah, I'll just pull it out. I'll just pull it air horn. <laughs> Shout out to the Champs podcast. Um, yeah, so nine hours of DJing tomorrow, potentially. So uh, we'll see. <laughs> Hype's still out on that. Yeah. You got your five hour energy? Yeah, I'm gonna need some. Drink two. Get you get you set. Five o'clock free crack giveaway. <laughs> so there's two movies I want to go see, and one of them I've heard a lot of stuff about, and I was excited about Birdman to start with. Okay, yeah. Like the first trailer, I was excited about it, and then I've listened to a couple podcasts where people are talking. One podcast was all about the cinematography and the direction, how great it was, and this other podcast was talking about like, oh, everybody's all hyped about the cinematography, right? Because the whole movie's edited to look like it's one take. Oh, okay. And um, and it's the same cinematographer that did Gravity, right? And it's like super cool. Apparently, there's a lot of things about it, whatever. But this other podcast was like, yo, for real though, the hidden gem of this is the performances, right? Like the, the actors in this movie are really knocking it out of the park and it's so good. And it's almost reached this point now where it, that my expectations are so high that it can't be good because I've heard too much good stuff about it. But it's not in my town because it was such a limited release when it first came out. I'm not sure it's coming out in my town tomorrow or not. I mean, if it's coming out in my town, I'm going. But last weekend, it would be an hour and a half drive to get to the theater. I mean, no matter how excited I am about a movie, I ain't driving an hour and a half to go see it. Yeah, right. Um, So it's Birdman and then this other movie. And I'm kind of like on the fence about this. Like, is genuine hype still out? Because I don't know. But you seen these trailers for Nightcrawler? Yeah. Uh, exactly. Exactly. You started out, you know, a little excited, but then uh, I don't know. I mean, Jake Gyllenhaal. I have rarely been disappointed by Jake Gyllenhaal. I will say that. It's true. He gets so maligned, but like, when, when, like, what movie have you not liked his performance in? Do you think people malign him? I don't. Yes, I don't I do. I a lot of hate for the Gyllenhaals out there. I, I mean, like, I don't know. I think he can take a decent movie and make it better. I thought like End of Watch was good. Yeah. Enjoyed that movie. So this looks kind of in like that a little bit. He was, did you see Prisoners? No, no, I heard that was good though. Yeah, it was pretty good. I mean, it was like super intense, but like he was the best thing about that movie. Yeah. Hugh Jackman in, in that movie was like way over the top, yeah. but Gyllenhaal was understated. It was good. Yeah. I don't know, I'm hyped. But people people have been talking about how much weight Jake Gyllenhaal lost with that role. What? In Nightcrawler, he lost 20 pounds. Oh, well. It's like, I mean, he started probably at like 150, right? right so, yeah. I mean, I don't know about if 20 pounds in Hollywood qualifies as dramatic weight loss. Yeah. Anyway, what have you been consuming? Uh, I watched this movie. I wanted to watch a horror movie because it's uh, October. 
Uh-huh. Shocktober. Shock, yeah, if you want to say something like that. Uh, <laughs> it's called uh, We Are What We Are. Oh, boy. Have you oh, seen we've it? We've got vinyl record on the movies, have we? Have you seen it? No, I haven't even heard of it. Yeah, somebody recommended it to me a long time ago, and um, it's on Netflix. It's an IFC joint. Okay. All right, if that gives you any. It's a remake of a Mexican horror movie. Here we go. Rich, full-bodied sound on the vinyl records. Yeah, it was very vinyl record-y, um, but it was it was good. I don't know if it was like, it didn't, it didn't really satisfy my needs for a horror movie. It was more shocking than horrific. So when you... When you want to watch a horror movie, do you want suspense? Do you want pop-up scare? Do you want, like, slow burn? What are you looking at in a horror movie? Uh, I'm very much of the Alfred Hitchcock school of things are scarier when you don't see them. Okay. So I'm more, I guess, of the cerebral horror. Yeah. Not as much. I was never, like, when slasher films were big in the 80s, I, I, I like some of those movies, but I was never... A scared of them necessarily. Yeah. Uh, they don't things that are just like gory and especially like the turn like I guess ten years ago now like the torture porn movies. Mm-hmm. That style of movie doesn't do anything for me because it's like you're showing me too much. Right. It might make me wince, but it doesn't scare me. Uh huh. I'm more scared when you don't show me what's what's going on. Right. That's why a movie like, uh, I guess, like out of the slasher films, the movie like the original Halloween is so scary because you really don't see the the danger that much. Um, but anyway, that's that's kind of what it, that's just my thing. Okay. So th- this this and this movie was very stylized. It was it was cool and it was interesting and it made me queasy at times. And it was really beautiful sh- beautiful shots in it. Cinematography is amazing. I think it was probably shot somewhere in like. The, the Appalachian Mountains. We are what we are. We are what we are. Uh, I would recommend it. It drags a little bit. It's a little slow, but it's uh, interesting. It's interesting more than it's good. I mean, I ain't going to watch it because I can't do horror. Yeah, well, we all know that you're soft. So. I'm soft, whatever. I got a great imagination. Okay. Sure. <laughs> so I've been listening to this new album. <clears throat> by this woman called Agnes Obel, O-B-E-L. I think she's from Denmark. The album's called Aventine, Aventine, A-V-E-N-T-I-N-E. Yo, she is awesome. Yeah? Yeah, she's sitting there playing piano, singing into your ear. And I do like piano. It's so good, man. I... I mean, I'm really making the recommendation for the listeners because I know you don't listen to anything I recommend. No, but, but the good thing is later someone will recommend it to me and I will listen to it. Someone that is not you will recommend when it. When that happens, your mind is going to be blown. Well, I look forward to that day. And I'll wait for but. somebody else to recommend that to you. Well, maybe Dixon will get on it. And... <laughs> hey, man, you got to check this out, man. Man? Man, you got to check this out. I got this... You ain't heard of this, huh? And David, David recommended this CD to me a couple, couple weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for me. All right. Well, I think this is a successful show. We recorded a podcast. I give it A minus. Uh, thanks for listening. You can check us out online, IOLTOS.com. 
you can email us. I only like their old stuff at gmail.com. Check us out on Facebook at uh, IOLTOS Network. And uh, we also have a Twitter account that we don't really do anything with, which is at IOLTOS. And when you go to the Facebook page, you, if you listened last week, you can go see that uh, black and white Steven Soderbergh recut of Indiana Jones. Oh, yeah. Groove through that up. We're going to try to do more show notes here. We're still trying to get our shit together, so bear with us. We'll get all the kinks worked out. Hopefully the audio is better this week. And uh, anyway, you ain't paying for this, so stop complaining. And on that note, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. We out. Just enjoy another episode of I Only Like Your We'll see you next time. Have a good night.